Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaff. Today, I want to talk about will losing weight help you become better at jujitsu? One of my students asked me an interesting question today. He wanted to know if I thought that if he lost 10 to 15 pounds, would he become a better grappler? took a couple of hours to reply because I wanted to really give him a thoughtful answer. And I think my thoughts on this topic may surprise some of you guys, so I wanted to share them with you on this episode. First of all, let me say that if somebody was really overweight, obese, had 40 plus pounds to lose, and they just didn't feel good, they felt like their movements were affected by their weight, and they weren't happy, I would say, yes, lose the weight, regardless of how it affects your jujitsu. Get healthy. But everyone's ideal athletic body type is going to look different okay there isn't one body type that everyone should strive for and i think sometimes people hear me and they might think that oh well if you're not lean and jacked and scaff thinks you're unhealthy like no that couldn't be further from the truth some people perform at their best with 20 30 40 extra pounds of body fat on them The UFC has shown us that there is not one body type that excels at fighting. Every body type can excel at fighting. If you just think about three of the greatest to ever do it, you know, you got John Jones, Daniel Cormier, and GSP. They all have different body types and they all are considered the GOATs. Like they're all incredible fighters. And there's so many guys, you just watch any UFC cards, you'll see every different body type fight and sometimes you'll see a jack dude right he's got an eight pack he is just ripped and he'll lose to a guy that looks a little chunky and a lot of times the guys that are chunky are healthier they didn't cut as much weight and they can take and absorb damage better than those guys that are insanely lean so just because you've got an extra bit of body fat on you it doesn't mean you need to lose that weight all right but I still get this question all the time. I, people ask me, hey, should I lose weight for this upcoming tournament? Should I cut weight for this upcoming tournament? Should I lose weight just to get better, uh, you know, get better results in the gym? Will it make me a better grappler? And I think there's a couple of different things that you have to think about. First of all, I want to talk about doing this and I should say losing 10 to 15 pounds to get better performances in the gym, to do better against your teammates. Now, generally when people ask this question, they're usually in a weird weight class. They're usually between like 175 and like 205, where they're in kind of the middle ground where they still have to roll with the giant guys. To me, a giant guy is anybody over 205, especially anybody over 225. And so the guys that are like 190, 195, 185, they still have to roll with those guys. They feel obligated to do so. But they also get to roll a lot with the smaller guys because to a guy that's 145, their big challenge is that 185-pound guy. And they're usually a whiter blue belt And so their game is reliant a lot more on athleticism and being strong or fast or whatever, right? Because like in the beginning, you're just going to use more attributes to make your techniques work. 
obviously if you're going against somebody that you know you're 185 and you're going against somebody that's 40 pounds heavier than you your attributes as a white and blue belt are not going to be as effective against them as it would be against a 145 pound guy now unless you're just some jacked freak at 185 right like you're just a freak of nature you can deadlift over 400 bench press 300 plus you're going to struggle attribute wise against guys that are bigger than you your techniques aren't going to be there you're going to find that big blue belts are still they're going to crush you and it can be discouraging and so your mindset can will sometimes be okay if i lose 10 to 15 pounds if i can just drop a weight class I won't have to roll with those guys as much because I'll be, again, smaller. I'll get to train with more of the under 180-pound guys. So like at our gym, a lot of times Brandon will break up the groups. He'll do a beef alley. That's what we call all our giant guys. And so really anybody over 200 pounds goes over there. Then we'll kind of do a middleweight guy division where it's like 180-200. But sometimes those guys get put with the giant guys. And especially if there's odd numbers, if you're one of those middleweight guys, you're going to have to go with one of the giant dudes. Like we're not going to take somebody that's 145, 155 and put them up against a 230 pound for like live drills, especially doing that consistently over and over again. It's just going to lead to injuries. And so guys think again, they're like, okay, I get the results I want against the smaller guys. Well, if I just lose weight, I'll get better results because I'm going to be going against those guys more frequently. Sometimes guys also think that losing the weight will help them move a little bit better, it'll help their flexibility, and it'll help their speed. There are times where sometimes the bigger athlete, the bigger guy, thinks that if he loses weight, he will get the advantage that some of the smaller guys have, which is speed. And it can be really difficult. I hate when smaller guys act like they don't have a huge advantage over larger training partners. Your speed is a huge, huge, huge advantage, especially in no-gi. Now, when the gi is involved, the speed isn't as big advantage. Generally, the bigger training partner always has the advantage because he can grab a collar, he can grab a, a pant grip, and he can really slow the action down. But no gi, speed is awesome to have. And you can really use it to your advantage. And you can really pick somebody apart, especially if you've got better cardio. You can really use that speed to really break down and wear down your opponents. And so those are kind of the two big reasons I feel like guys that don't really compete think that they should maybe lose 10 to 15 pounds you know, to get better and have better results in the gym. And I don't think there's anything wrong for striving for better results in the gym. But at the same time, I don't think that's the answer. Because what you'll generally find is that your jujitsu gets worse when you lose weight, especially if it is a whole weight class. When you go down a weight class, especially if you're a white, blue, or purple belt, your jujitsu is going to get a little bit worse. And I already kind of explained why. Because again, a lot of times in the early belts, I should say all of the early belts, a lot of the jujitsu and a lot of the techniques really work and you really have success because of the attributes that you were able to apply to them. And attributes play such an important role 
when you are in your early belt stages. And so when you lose weight, you're going to lose size. I mean, you're going to lose weight that you can put down on your opponent and put behind your techniques. You're also going to lose some strength. It's very, very rare, especially if you're a natural athlete, that you will retain your strength if you go down an entire weight class. I mean, that's one of the big reasons that athletes use steroids is because if they are trying to cut weight or if they are trying to lose like weight, you know, if you think about a guy like TJ Dillashaw, you know, those guys, guys like him and other guys that have used performance enhancing drugs, they're using them so they don't lose all their strength and all of you know, their cardio when they try and cut and lose to a weight that they probably shouldn't be. And so, yeah, unless you're doing PEDs, you're going to lose strength. You're going to lose that extra weight that you can put behind techniques. And you'll find that, man, maybe you're not getting the results that you were thinking you were going to get when you lost that weight. I remember when I was trying to compete at 145, and I competed at 145 a few different times, and I had pretty good results at 145. Um, you know, I fought some tough guys, and I did well. But my results in the gym actually got worse, and I felt like I was injured way more. I just I I lost a little too much weight. I actually feel better with a little bit of extra fat on me. I feel like my body's more protected. I feel like I actually have better cardio and just better energy overall. And so for me, losing 10 to 15 pounds, while I thought it was going to be a huge advantage in competition, which it really wasn't, if I'm, if I'm being honest and looking back, I had my best results at actually a heavier weight and going against bigger guys. But um, I also didn't improve my results in the gym. If anything, they got a little bit worse. And especially against guys that were 200 plus pounds, I just felt that way, way more. And so while yes, I avoided rolling with them more because I was much smaller, when I did roll with them, it would hurt. Like I felt like my ribs and my back would always just be a little tweaked after rolling with them. Where right now I've got that extra 15 pounds. I'm about 161, 162. So, and I don't notice it at all. I mean, I roll with big guys all the time now and I never feel the effects the next day. And so if you lose that weight, you might just find that you don't feel as good. You don't You don't get the results that you expect. And then when you do roll with the guys that you used to not have those issues with, whether it is, again, your back or your ribs, or, you know, you, you just, you're not hitting the techniques like you used to. You know, let's say you've got a really good arm triangle and you're a big half guard smasher. Well, you lose 15 pounds, that's going to really affect your half guard smash. And you might find that when you can't put as much weight, when you can't put that extra 15 pounds on, guys don't react the same and they don't give you the arm triangles anymore. And so you'll find that I think that when you go down a whole weight class, your game has to change a little bit. You're going to have to adapt adapt how you grapple. Now, looking at this for should I lose weight to compete? I think this is um, you know, a little bit trickier. And I think this should only be done if you are looking to compete for money. So if you're not competing for money and you're just competing for free, then I do not think you should lose weight. Unless, as I said, you've got a ton of weight to lose, you know, you're kind of, you're flirting on that obese line, then yes, go ahead and lose some weight.
But if you're a competitor and you're 190 pounds and maybe you got 10, 15, 20 pounds you could lose, you've got some extra body fat, do not do it until you're at least a purple belt. Again, unless you're just like really obsessed with like, hey, I want to get shredded, that's a whole nother thing. But as I've already said, getting shredded doesn't mean you're going to be performing better as an athlete. And I would really just get used to competing at the weight you are. Um, I wouldn't put any extra stress on yourself to lose weight because losing weight, as we all know, if you've ever tried it right, it can be really, really stressful. And some of my most stressful times are trying to make 145. I added a whole nother pressure on top of going out to compete against some killer because now I'm thinking about, oh man, if I miss weight, then that'll be super embarrassing. I won't be able to compete or I'll you know, have to you know, give up some of my purse if I had agreed to fight that guy for money or if there was money on the line, I might have to give up the purse. And look, you do not want to do that to yourself until you're ready and you're ready to make some money and you're in, uh, at that level. But just get comfortable with competing. And you'll really start to find that, um, again, like maybe you do better against bigger guys. Maybe you do better against smaller guys. I always kind of really like to see guys compete in the absolute, especially if they're over 170 pounds, because sometimes guys will be shocked that they, again, they do better like against guys that outweigh them by 40 pounds, outweigh them by 50 pounds. Their games just really work well against larger opponents. Sometimes you'll go into an absolute and your toughest match will be that 145-pound guy that's got that crazy flexible guard. And you again, you beat up and jack up all the bigger dudes, but then the 145-pound spinny leg locker takes you out real quick with a straight ankle lock. And those are the types of things you want to learn in the early belts. You know, you don't want to blame a loss or blame your performances on, well, if I lost 10 pounds, I would, I would have won. Or if I lost 15 pounds, I bet I would have won. I bet I would have grappled better. I would have been the stronger guy in my division. If there's ever a question about performances and about getting better at jujitsu, your first, first thought should be, how can I strategically get better? How can I get better at techniques how can i learn to you know really add different systems into my game what are the big holes in my game your hole is not your weight right your weight is not the reason that you're not getting the results you want again unless you're just really 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 overweight then your weight isn't the reason ask a different question and i think you'll find the answer that you're actually looking for and what I really responded back to this student, okay, this is the response I gave him. This gentleman, he's doing great. Uh, I actually rolled with him this past week. He had definitely improved since the last time I rolled with him. He's definitely getting that white belt closer to blue. He's a tough roll, man. I watch him roll with other people. He definitely smashes, especially some of the other white belts. But he's definitely got some holes in his game. And what I told him was, is like, look, I understand where you're coming from. You're in this weird weight class. You know, you're not super long and a super tall guy. So being in that 180 pound weight class can feel like you're a little bit out of place, right? But instead of thinking about that, really think about what are your weaknesses? 
what are three areas that you can improve upon? One or two of those being holes, one or two of those being strengths. Sometimes people sleep on improving their strengths. They think that it always has to be a weakness that is improved. But there are times that you should really learn and really, uh, I should say, really focus on cultivating some of your strengths. And so what I told him was to focus instead on, because he's got really good top game, I told him to focus on uh, really getting super good and really getting his half guard passing and half guard smashing to a really good blue belt level, maybe even purple belt level. As you guys know, I think to become a blue belt, you gotta have a couple of purple belt, uh, purple belt techniques that you know. Hey, you can kind of give a purple belt a little bit of heat, especially some of those newer purple belts, some of those late blue belts that are looking at purple belt. You should be able to give them some heat from your spots. And so I was like, man, really think about really improving that because that is a strength of yours but I know it can get better and really learn to smash and get into arm triangles and get into top pins where you're ready to start setting up deep offensive movements but also your weakness is your guard you don't really have a guard you're comfortable with and so let's go ahead and look at the the opposite end of that and do bottom half guard I think bottom half guards a position that you're going to have a lot of success with he, he's got a little bit of a wrestling background, and so he's good at coming up. And I was like, man, you know, if you just get good at the dogfight, coming up on that underhook, turning guys over, sweeping from the half guard, and then forcing and passing their half guard, it's not going to be a, that long before you're a blue belt. And you're definitely going to be getting better results against all body types. And I think that's something that Marcelo Garcia really championed, this idea that, man, you should want your techniques to work on all body types regardless of, you know, how the size you are, you know. So as a teacher, I'm trying to always show my students things that, I, that look, this works for me against everybody, whether they're a black belt, whether they're 250 pounds. I'm only going to try and show you guys my A-game stuff. I try not to show theoretical stuff until I've had a chance to really work out the kinks and, you know, hey, does it work against some of the best guys I grapple with? Does it work against the really tough purple, brown, and black belts? Because if it's not working, I don't want to show this to you. It's not working against the bigger guys, you know. Now, if a movement doesn't work against a guy that outweighs me by 100 pounds, that won't deter me, uh, deter me from showing it. But, you know, if it's not working against the 185-pound guy, that will definitely make, you know, like that's 25 pounds. So that guy's almost two weight classes above me, but I still believe all of my techniques should work. Even up to guys that are like 215, 225, I really expect my techniques to work at that level. So I hope that helps because I know, again, we've all had thoughts. I remember when I was, uh, you know, when I was a white and blue belt, I was about 170, 171. So I've lost about 10 pounds since those days. But I remember having those same thoughts like, man, you know, I do pretty good against 170 guys. But at that time at our gym, I was one of the bigger guys. We just had a bunch of tiny people. And so I was constantly having to roll with the 200-pound-plus guys. And I was like, man, if I lost 10 to 15 pounds, would I have to roll with those guys anymore? And then how would my competition performances improve? Like, would I just go out and smash all these guys because I was 
coming from a bigger weight class. And I can tell you from experience that, again, that's not the answer. Get to a weight where you feel healthy and comfortable, right? Where you feel like you're moving well, you're happy with the way you feel, and look, even the way you look, I think there should be some of that where you're like, okay, you know, I I like the way I look. I'm satisfied. And from there, you should really think about strategies of improvement. How are you going to improve your jujitsu game? Ask technical questions. Whenever you find yourself asking weight questions, asking questions about like how much should I train, should I do that? No, no, no. Ask technical questions always. What can you improve upon? Why didn't this technique work? Why did your opponent hit you with this technique? What were two really good things you did today? What are two things you can improve upon? What's your best technique? And what's like your second or third best technique that you can improve upon to maybe become your best technique? That's the way I want you guys thinking. That's the way I want my students thinking. That's the way I try and think. And I really feel like it's one of the reasons I always stay optimistic and I always stay improving. I hope this helps, guys, and answers that question. Uh, Again, I I think, um, you know, really understanding that, man, losing weight, we've seen it in the UFC. Guys think that just because they dropped a weight class, they're going to become champion from Jose Aldo to, I mean, there's just so many examples. Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar had his best results at 155, right? Isn't it crazy that 135, Frankie Edgar, like, he's nowhere close to being the champion. Same thing, Jose Aldo, he drops to 135. You just would expect that he would be knocking and killing everybody, just not the case. And that's going to be true at any level of performance, whether you're just an average you know, jiu-jitsu practitioner that trains a couple times a week to, again, competing at the highest level in the UFC. Remember, Combat Jiu-Jitsu Worlds is tomorrow. I cannot wait. I was looking at the bracket earlier today. I just don't think there's any way that Roberto Jimenez does not win this bracket. If I had, I was telling somebody today that if I had to bet, like I would feel comfortable betting $1,000 that Roberto won. Like again, if I had to, I'm not going to bet any of you guys $1,000, you know, that Roberto's going to win, but I feel comfortable, you know, that, okay, I got to put money in. I'm a big gambler. I'm that type of guy. I would put a thousand on Roberto to win. Now Nathan's the one guy that could maybe beat him, but I just, I just think Roberto's a, a step ahead and, and better than everybody in there, like a level better than everybody in this CJJ. But he is one of the most exciting grapplers in the world to watch, and there's a couple of other guys in there that are super exciting. So I'm expecting a really, really good show. The PGF qualifiers are coming up. The first one's indicator. I believe the date is June 24th. I know it's towards the end of this month, but if you're 170 pounds and under and you want to join in, please register. It's $100 to enter. All that money is going to go towards the big CJJ round robin. You know, it's going to go towards season three. So, that pot of money will just be added up, and we're hoping to give the champion 5000 this season. So Hunter Colvin won 3000 last season. We're hoping this season it gets bumped up to 5 Gs. But the more you guys participate, the more talent we get to see. It's only going to make the PGF bigger and better. Until next time, guys, I love and appreciate you. Peace. <laughs>